You are listening to Sejura Decoding Law Podcast. I am Genevieve Dubois, the Chief Marketing and Innovation Officer of Sejura. And I am Phyllis Schuster, the Chief Team Intelligence Officer of Sejura. And, and we, we are, are lawyers. Together, we will decode the secrets of legal services so that you, as a business owner, know how to use legal services to your advantage. Let's get started. Hi there. This is Phyllis Schuster. I'm the Chief Team Intelligence Officer at Sejura, and welcome to Sejura Decoding Law. And here's my partner, Janev. Hi, everybody. Another great week, another start of the great week. This is Janev Dubois from Sejura. I'm the CMIO, Chief Marketing and Innovation Officer, and we are lawyers just like you. And every other week, we take a new topic. And the first week, we talk about it from the client's perspective. Second week, we talk about it from a lawyer's perspective. So last week, we already talked about the myths about lawyers and love to get your input, listen to it. And if there are things you don't agree, love to hear from you. And this week will be fun. We're actually going to look at it from lawyer's perspective among lawyers or myths about clients that we need to really um, look into. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Phyllis, what's our first myth? Our first myth is that clients know that we're valuable. What do you think? I think we all I think we all want to believe that, but in reality, after you know, as Sejura, we work with so many clients helping them with engaging and hiring lawyers and managing lawyers. And with so many years working with clients in big firms and small firms, what we find out is, unfortunately, hate to hurt everybody's feelings. No, they don't. They really don't. They don't know the value of lawyers uh, bring to the table. And actually, we devoted pretty much the last seven episodes to talk about that. And we have approach in terms of, you know, how to show our value. Uh, Phyllis, what, you know, what do you think about that myth? Well, I think the reason why it's false is because it's our responsibility as lawyers, I think, to articulate to the client and make sure they understand what our value is. What we've been trying to do in our podcast is to just alert the lawyers to understand that we have a responsibility to show to a client what we do, and the value of what we do. And to then have them understand why lawyers are expensive in the client's mind and try to undo that myth of the client that it's so expensive. And the reason why there's a concept of that is because the client is not truly understanding what the value is. And if we don't articulate what the value is, then how do they understand what the cost of the services are and what our ultimate goal is for the client? And when we take it from the client's perspective and see that there's an objective, that they have a strategy that we're trying to help them with, then we, in fact, help the client see the value. Yeah. And a lot of times I think as a, as attorneys, we forget what we do is very difficult because it is intangible and it's uh, very specialized. And we went to law school and we have so many years of experience looking at, you know, cases and, and documents. And we just assume clients know that and they don't, they really don't. So it's very important, like Phyllis said, to be able to articulate that. 
At Sejura, one of our very important job is to educate clients and to understand what their lawyers' values are and what lawyers do for, for them. Every single step, and we accomplish that by using the technology management platform, be transparent to the client, get on the phone with the client. Um, we're very much aware where there's a gap between the client and attorney. And as soon as that gap happens, we immediately tackle it. Uh, we talk to the client about, hey, I think you have a misunderstanding what the attorney is doing here. This is what value they're bringing you um, at this moment. Um, and those those moments are, are very, very important to build that relationship. And also through our technology, we're able to help the communication process between lawyer and client so that at any given time, the client can see what is the lawyer doing or what issues are being addressed, what issues have been resolved. And that helps the client understand, wow, there are 30 steps that my lawyer had to do since the other day when I spoke with him or her. So now I get it. And now when you communicate through the platform, they're able to see what the lawyer is doing and the client can then either comment about it or just have an understanding of what the status of a matter is and has it been finalized or completed, things like that. And we feel like that helps the client understand the value and improves the communication between lawyer and client. So now the second myth, and what's our second myth, Phyllis? That clients have their business and information organized. So I think as lawyers, we always think that clients have their stuff together, okay? You have their company stuff together, personal stuff together because they're sophisticated business people. And that myth is busted because most clients do not. Um, big organizations have many different departments. They have people devoted to that kind of stuff. Yeah, they have a very organized. Most companies that growing, they don't. And there's a good reason because running business is hard and it's messy and it's changing all the time, um, especially a startup, right? When you first begin your company, there's only so many people, they have so many hours. They have to devote on bringing in revenue, bringing in customers. That's their focus, building the product. And getting everything organized, that is not really their focus. Um, and, and when they grow in the business, they're not focusing on that. So when they bring a lawyer in, you go like, oh, I need to sell my company or I need to bring an investor now. And But the investor that you want to bring in or the buyer of your company want to see all these things about your company and suddenly like, oh, I don't know where they are. I don't know where my formation documents are. I don't know where my corporate documents are. I don't know if I did all that stuff. You know, you might have all your numbers together. Business people usually have their numbers together pretty well because they have file taxes. But when it comes to corporate and legal related documents, it, it, you'll be happy that they all stuck in one file and give it to you. So Phyllis, you're a corporate attorney. I'm sure you see this all the time. I do. And, and one of the things that I see all the time is... Uh, Phyllis, can you send me that document we worked on two years ago? Or I know we worked on this, but I can't find it. And I checked my emails and I can't find it. And I, I and and they're not in a comfortable, easy place for me to locate them. So then as the lawyer, uh, you're spending time trying to find a document that you're not sure where you have it. And you want to make sure you've got the last version. And clients are, for, as you all know, are 
really bad at sending you the final signed, fully executed document for your files. You help them get to that place and then somehow that final document never makes it onto the lawyer's desk or the lawyer's email or whatever. And then two years later, they're calling you to ask you for a copy and you're going, well, this is the last version I had, um, but I or I only have a partially executed version. I don't have a fully executed version. So, so it is really a mess, not only from their perspective, but your perspective and different difficult and time-consuming. And frankly, uh, I don't feel comfortable charging a client to go look for something. And so uh, whether that's an ethical requirement, my own personal thing, if it takes me a half an hour to find something, I've lost that half hour you know, to do work for another client or do work for whatever. So I think we have to understand that clients are not that organized and lawyers uh, sometimes aren't as organized either. So I think that that is also a myth um, from that perspective. And when both clients and lawyers are not organized and we both are dealing with all those things all the time, it's a messy and disorganized you know, functionality of the business and the lawyer. And the difficult thing is that when the client asks you to do something, right? Um, for example, like the same example that I just mentioned, if a client tried to bring an investor to put money in their company and the investor have a lawyer, they want to do due diligence. So they're going to ask a list of items they want to see. And you as a transactional attorney is helping your client to bring in that investor. Um, they're looking at you like to provide all this information. Then you looking at the client, please give me all this information. And half the time, our experience is it'd be lucky to get 50% of what you're asking for. And you know, that's a very frustrating area for attorneys because just like Phil said, how do you charge like for client to help client find their stuff, you know, and, and that's difficult. So what we do at CJO, we do a lot of that um, so that it does not take lawyers hourly rates to go to help the client find their uh, information, their document. So we actually help client organize their information documents in a share drive, uh, organize it very well on our so platform. Um, it's a technology platform that we manage all the data and all the files, as well as the progress of each of their matter. Um, so it's all there and they're very easy to get access to and turn it over to whoever they want them to see. And so that saves a lot of times the lawyers have to do to go dig out information. All the lawyers have to do is um, when they click on a file, uh, go on our technology platform, so platform, everything is there for them. All they need to do is spend time to review all the documents, to analyze it, to do what they need to do as lawyers. And they don't have to waste their time trying to gather the information. Now, if you don't have a management system like this um, that Sejora provides, what you have to do is you have to be extremely well organized as lawyers. And I'm sure you already know that. And the other thing, you could just have to ask the right questions, right? They give you a bunch of stuff. You got to look at it and then you got to go to ask them for more stuff and you got to ask them questions. The other thing that I found is very important is don't make them feel bad. Um, in business, people have tons of stuff going on every day. And if you go and go, well, how can you not have this stuff together? You know, what kind of business are you running? You know, you're criticizing them and it makes them feel really bad. And it is not a good result that they're just going to resist you. Um, so I think that, that myth is busted. Client have their business and information organized. They don't and don't expect that. And you have to help them to to organize their stuff. I think when you're 
touching on the shared drive, that shared drive isn't just available to the lawyer, but it's also available to the client. So if the, I think the client will be happy that you have access to a drive and they have access to the drive where things are organized for them as well. So I think that puts you, you know, it gives you, uh, you know, a leg up on some of your competition out there if you're able to provide the client with things quickly and they don't have to search for it. And frankly, on a shared drive scenario, they don't really have to call you to go locate it. They can locate it themselves. Um, so if you have all their minutes in a shared folder like that, oh, they go here and they you ask them to upload to that or you upload to that, then everybody can get access to those same documents at this, uh, you know, almost simultaneously. And, and well, actually they can be simultaneously in the same sh- shared folder and you can each pull it down for your own use however it needs to be used. And the other things like in, uh, at, you know, from a Sejura perspective, all the files, all the documents, all the data belong to the client. So the client has full control over them. It's being organized. And so they no longer have to go to attorneys to ask for anything. It's already there. And if one attorney finishes their work, it goes to the next attorney, has to, you know, uh, do their part of the component of the work. Everything is already there. All the progress is already there. Um, and they just access the same folder. With a different security uh, priorities, they allow to access different kind of documents. So that's how we build around it is really for the clients and also for the ease of accessing information and organizing them for the clients and the lawyers. And and again, if you don't have a management system like that, um, you really do have to help your client get organized. And that's a very important piece. Okay, so now we move on to myth number three about clients. That is, clients know how much work we put in so they don't have a problem paying us. What do you think, Phyllis? No, clients don't. I think that myth is totally busted. And we've talked in our prior podcasts about having clients understand the work that we're actually doing is, is, is difficult for most clients. And part of it is, because we haven't communicated it properly and we don't update our clients with matters so they don't they don't have a clue uh, which is half the time we hear that argument um, we don't manage our clients expectations to tell them the amount of the legal work that's really going to be necessary i think lawyers think that clients are going to be scared or put off when they realize just how large a task or complex a task, something that seems simple to the client is not a simple matter. And if we, it's our job to articulate the nature of the matter, the complexities involved, the legal issues involved. And sometimes there are times where we think a particular issue is involved and we go down that path and we research it. And then we realize, no, it wasn't that, but there's something else we stumble on uh, that we hadn't considered when we first looked at it, but in doing research or working on the matter, something else becomes really apparent when we know the client's business. We go, wait a second, we now need to consider something else that we hadn't you know, originally talked to you about. So all of those things add to the uncertainty and not understanding how much work we put in and all of those things equal for many lawyers, the inability to get paid for all of their work. And I think that, you know, as lawyers, we forgot one thing is, think about it from a client's perspective, right? If they come to your office, meet with you, or they went on a Zoom and see you and go, oh, great, everything is great. You know, we are... They trust you and they said, okay, let's get started. They sign an engagement letter. 
And then you close the door and you working up a storm, you know, like every day you're really servicing the client and do all these documents. From a client's perspective, it's just silent. You just go on days, haven't heard from my lawyer. And then the client start emailing you after about two weeks, go like, where, what, what is going on with this? And a lot of lawyers get annoyed. Like, don't come and bother me. I'm working on it. And you, you, you know, return an email, like, still working on it. And three weeks later, you give them something. They have no idea what you did. And they don't understand actually half the time the stuff that you produce. So really from their perspective, they talk to you, they tell you to do the work and you're gone. Disappear. Nowhere to be found. Can't hear, didn't hear you from you. And you come back and then you charge them thousands of dollars. You tell them, oh, I spent like 80 hours on this. And they're like, I didn't see you spend 80 hours. Are you are you joking me? Right. So it become a, a very surprise factor. So I think that myth is totally busted. Most clients and I think the the repeating complaints we get from the clients is is that. It's like I have no idea what the attorney is doing. Everything takes forever. Everything, everything takes a long time. They charge us a lot of money. And then they just went quiet. They just they don't tell us what's going on. Um and at Sejora, you know, like Phyllis did explain kind of the, how our technology platform works, that gives the client a little bit of transparency of the progress being made, things that, you know, that we're doing becoming a little bit more transparent. And they feel like if they have anxiety, you know, clients have anxieties. So like, is my attorney even focusing on my matter? And at least they can log in, they can see things are, are, are working on, are being done, you know, things are moving forward. And, and that's important. It's like, um, you know, I told Phil is like the when you order pizza, some of the pizza providers or vendors have a little bar, you know, and even though pizza is be done in an hour and 30 minutes or whatever, I love to look at that little bar. I'm like, oh, look at that. They're putting my ingredients on now. You know, I know that somebody's focusing on it, right? Phil is that's kind of what our psychology, I think that's what we're, we're asking for as clients. I think every article I've read over the course of my career has been the number one complaint from clients. And this was before the internet and before all these other things that are out there is communication and the lack of communication. It's sort of like I talk to my lawyer, it falls into a black hole and I, I don't know where it is or what he or she is working on. And I think that if you communicate with your client and you communicate both good and bad news with the client when it comes up, and, and sometimes with the bad news, you better make sure you tell them pretty quickly about the bad news. You, ha- you cannot bury your head in the sand. You have to communicate. And I think we'll have a lot more satisfied clients who then won't be complaining when you give them a bill and looking for a discount. Because that's what we have is a lot of dissatisfied lawyers who feel like they're not being valued. I'm fighting with my client all the time about getting paid. I'm fighting with my law firm all the time because they want me to get paid for every hour I spend. And there's this push-pull and there's all this pressure on lawyers. And I think we'd alleviate our own pressure by communicating both, frankly, with our clients as well as with our partners and and senior management when there are issues that arise. You know, being prepared for that, I think, is really important. And constant communication, I think, is is important too. All right. So let's go to myth number four about clients. Clients always proactively give accurate and complete information and facts. I'm sure many of you are laughing right now um, when you're listening to this myth. And I, I'm sure you agree. The myth is... No, clients do not 
give accurate and complete information and facts. And the joke about that is sometimes you're like halfway through a matter and you get some piece of information that totally changes how you would have handled the matter, the deal, the litigation, whatever it is. And and then you're like stumped and then the client doesn't understand, well, now you have to unwind things or go a different direction and, and we've already spent all this time and money on it. So I think that this is one place where the lawyers have to be very mindful of the fact that it's our job to make sure we ask the right questions. And even if we do ask the right questions, that we still don't always get all the information. And uh, I, I, I am always hopeful that somehow between the time I start something and the time it gets signed, that that piece of information will make itself known. And every once in a while, there's a matter that I've worked on a few years ago where the client will have forgotten it, but I know about it. So don't be afraid to say, oh, remember that thing we worked on three years ago? How does that impact what you're doing? And a lot of times the client will be uh, I forgot about that. And then I'll go, okay, well, are we still doing that? Are you still doing that? Do we have to keep track of that? Is there something important on that? It, so it is important to be an active listener. It's important for you to stay organized. It's important for you to ask the right question. And then you have the other side of it. You have to document everything the clients tell you and give to you. Janev, why do you think that's really important? I think there's some obvious answers to that. Yeah, so documentation is definitely important. What does it mean? It means that um, if a client asks you to do a, like say, joint venture agreement, you should, as a experienced attorney, you should already know what questions or information you need. So at CJOR, what we do is we have a worksheet that we produce to the client and they actually go and talk to the other side. And the worksheet also asks for information, specific information. One of the things about questionnaires, um, what we found is clients hate them uh, because now you're taking their time away from their business to answer your questions. Clients' mentality is more like, and it's, it's understandable, right? They're like, I pay you a lot of money, I hire you, and I give you half kind of like cryptid story. And I'm like, go off and get it taken care of. Stop bothering me, right? And, 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 it's hard for attorneys because we're not in their head. We don't know what information, what they care about, don't care about. We don't run their business. So a lot of times what we'll do is um, we'll have the worksheet and it depends on the client's personality and their organization. Um, if they have a very detailed person in their team, I usually give that to their that person. So that person can internally gather the information. If they don't have that person at all, then what you have to do is just have a conference call, go over it with them at the time and then send it back to them. Be very specific as to what you need. And then after they give you everything, they tell you verbally what they think their company's doing and all that. We always verify clients' information by reviewing the documents. And if we see a discrepancy, immediately we bring it to the client's attention. Um, don't expect the client to know what's important. They just don't. Um, it's not that don't know what's important. They know what's important for their business. They don't know what's important for you as attorney that you need to analyze your data. You know, for, for example, tax attorney is the, the key. Every single change of little things, it will change a whole analysis. And if they don't tell you those things until the end, then you just wasted all this time um, that you spent 
and, and which at the end of the day, a lot of the attorneys said, it's client's fault, it's your fault, you still need to pay me because you didn't give me that information. And now you get in a huge argument with client. That's not the situation you want to be in. Um, so at Sejura, that is a very important thing in addition to organizing, gather documents. And, and the other thing is getting client to tell us what the information we need for the attorneys to analyze their, their things and the background information. It's crucial to manage the whole legal process. I think one of the other things that I've seen is how many times when we ask the client to describe their relationship with their partner or a strategic alliance that they have or something like that, and they're explaining what they think the deal is between them, between the two parties. And then we say, all right, well, let me take a look at the document. And they've been operating this agree- under this agreement for a year, two years, five years, whatever. And we look at the document and we go, well, that's not what your agreement said. And, and, and they go, I don't know what you're talking about. This is how we've been operating. Well, there's often a disconnect between what the documents say and what the client is doing or what the client thinks the document says. And so all of those disconnect, part of that is because clients don't want to read their documents. And we we try to help force clients to make sure the business points and the documents are read by them. Because again, we're basing it on what they tell us and how they want to operate. And then we are, our job is to memorialize that. Well, some of their prior lawyers might not have done it in the same way. They might not be as accurate as they thought. And so it's our job to make sure we do verify the information. And then if changes are needed, we sometimes have to offer amendments and we have to make sure that they go back to their business, you know, the other side's business team and make sure, hey guys, you know, in section six, it says this, but you know, we're not doing that. And we, I, we really think we need to fix that um, because it's in everybody's best interest to really have it show what we're actually doing. Um, so, so there, there is, it's really important for us to be good lawyers and not take everything our clients tell us at face value, but we have to do our own investigation because ultimately the goal is to do the best lawyering job for our clients and build long-term relationships with them and be a valued member of their team so that they're thinking of us when they have another matter and they come to us again because we've been proactive, we we tell them things that maybe they don't want to hear, but it's our job to be as transparent with them as possible and to help them with their goals and strategies and to fix things if there are problems. And at Sejura, we take this very seriously. It's not just about gathering the information. It's if we do a document, our attorney's doing a document, it's in our system. We don't look at documents and agreement as just a paper, um, dead paper object you put in your drawers. What we're trying to do, we use the word vitalization, is taking everything in that agreement, becoming data, and extract the important data that for the client's ongoing operation. And a lot of clients now have management, you know, operational management systems that they use um, that we will send those data over so that it becomes trigger point of the dates, of the time, of, you know, when they have to pay what, um, and eventually, I think until the agreements, what we do as lawyers get to that point, that becoming operational, um, daily activity that the client can follow, it, it's irrelevant. What we do becoming irrelevant and it really increases the risk for the clients and the attorneys. It's still a long progress that we have to make a long way that get to the ultimate point that what Cedure thinks that it's important in the future. But 
we're definitely achieving、um, towards that. So, myth number five, the last myth, is a fun one. The myth is clients love their attorneys; they love us, and we hate to、uh, disclose this to you. Most of them don't. Most of them don't want to talk to their attorneys. I've heard clients、um, talking about themselves one time in some kind of conference. And they said, this one guy said, he said the key of managing attorneys is like radio. You know when to turn them off, when to turn them lower, and when to turn them up. That's the key. He's like that is the key. And it's sad because、um, I understand why he's saying it, but the attorney's job is so important, and vital in their process. If they just turn it off. When they don't know how important that statement or or whatever the attorneys bring up, it could have huge impact to their transaction to their business. So they don't love us, and we don't need them to love us, right? Sometimes I think in transactional world, we actually feeling like parents. We're feeling like we're talking to,、um, you know, we we want the best for them, and we see because we see information in a very different way. So and and as lawyers, we're more adverse to risk. So we always worry about our clients, and we think that if we worry about client, the client should love us, and and they don't. What you want to do is to help your client put them in the best position they're willing to put themselves, and they have the best information they need. I do see some of the clients love their attorneys, but it's a specific person they love, and the reason because that attorney have. Really went into wars with them, right? Attorneys went side by side with them,、um, carry them on their shoulders, and teach them things. And it made a difference of the success and failure in their business. And when the client feel that, and when they see it,、um, then they can't live without their attorneys. They will love their attorneys. And I think older generation have more of that relationship. The newer generation is harder to build that relationship.、Um, Phyllis, what do you think? Well, I think that's true. I think、uh, some of this is once again,、uh, we we see television ads、uh, all the time. Oh, I love my lawyer, and those ads once again are generally from people who have had large monetary settlements,、um, and and they're not the business clients who have、uh, gone through slugging it out in. Either in court over a very complex business matter, or working on a deal that's very complex, and、uh, the other side's a tough negotiator, or things come up between the time you write the contract and then you buy the business or you buy the property or whatever, and you're slugging it out along the whole way. And、uh, I think there are times where you don't want to, you know, that there are times when the client doesn't want to answer your phone call. Uh, because they're like they're afraid it's going to be something bad, and instead, you we hope that by developing the right relationship with your client, which is one of transparency and communication and showing each other the value, that you become such a respected member of their team, of their business team, and helping their businesses grow, and we view and and you're viewed as an investment in their future, and you're invested in their future, then. You know, if it's not love, it could be a strong like, and and I'll take that any day. But I think it's really important for us to really spend our time 
taking things from the client's perspective, what's going to be important for their business, what's going to be important for their success, and then you'll have a much happier lawyer-client relationship. And I think the new world, um, just last point, is that it's evolving. Having a close personal relationship with a client and to the point they love you is a lot of work. And a lot of work means 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You have to be very responsive. And it takes a lot of your time and your energy. And you have to ask yourself whether that is something that you want to do, right? And in, I think until this point before, there's no choice. You want to be a good lawyer, you want to be a successful lawyer. You have to have that kind of relationship with your clients. But I think moving forward, what we're trying to build is you don't have to. If you choose to just want to focus on the work, the technical part of it, and get compensation for the work you do, you don't really care about have to, in order to get that work, to have to put in all this other time, wine and dine, and and talk to your client about their spouse's problems, um, you know, or ordering things, say, online for them, which you know, for international client, we have done that as well. Concierge service is basically, if you want to do want to do that, I think moving forward, there are ways that um, we can build the legal business where attorney, some of the attorney can just focus on the technical work and don't have to worry about those things. And a CJR, that's what we intend to do. We have a CJR circle and that we build networks of lawyers. Our job is to build that relationship with the client and really know the client and bring in the information. And then the attorneys just doing the work and they get compensated for their hours and the work. They not have to waste their time to build that relationship. Um, and we have specific people who to do that. So um, clients can love us, depends on what we do, depends on how much we're willing to put in it. Um, but Again, is that love relationship? Is that what really you want to do? And their sacrifice have to be made. This has been fun, Phyllis. We uh, busted some myths today. Well, we're myth busters today. <laughs> and, and, and I think what we hope is everyone else will enjoy some of those myths being busted as well. I'm sure there are others sitting out there thinking there's probably a few other myths we could, we could have uh, pointed out today. But here we are at the end of our episode and we hope that you'll join us next time on Sijura Decoding Law. Thank you for listening to Sijura Decoding Law today. Next week, we will be discussing this topic from lawyers' perspective. You're welcome to join us even if you're not lawyers. At Sijura, we are reimagining legal services with innovative technology and processes. Visit us at sejuragroup.com. If you know anyone that wants to know how to use legal services to their advantage, please forward our podcast to them. See you next time.